Welcome to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Amore and Frank Sicalese. Welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts Dynasty podcast. It's been a massive couple of weeks in the NFL. I honestly can't remember an NFL offseason being so chaotic, um, so crazy, so many players moving all about. Um, I think we're all, I speak to everyone in the uh, podcast here that we're super excited to get into all the moves and uh, what they mean for fantasy, you know, to get you guys into a place where we're understanding what's uh, happening going into next season because there is a lot to go through. How are we doing today, guys? <laughs> Yeah, good. Thanks, Frank. Happy to be back. Um, yeah, it's just been a, it's been probably the wildest off season for a long time, or maybe ever. But um, yeah, Charlie and Joel, how are you guys going? Yeah, no, good to be back. Uh, it just feels like you wake up every morning uh, and there's something new happening. It's it's great. Uh, living the NFL dream, we are. <laughs> Honestly, like when when something doesn't happen, when I wake up. I get disappointed. That's how that's how much has been going on. Like when nothing happens that day, I'm just like, oh, this is a boring day. Even though it's like not, Yeah, but it's not is, usually like this. Exactly. So it's like we've we're being spoiled, you know? And uh it's it's like a NBA off season. Like it's awesome. I, I'm yeah, I was about it. to say that. It literally yeah. feels like the NBA off season. So many things happening. Like I wake so up early in the morning. Wrong. And then there's this, like, when there's no, like you said, when there's no notification that nothing crazy's happened, I'm like, oh, quiet night. And there's still so much to still happen. Like, uh, like uh, Green Bay still haven't got a receiver yet. Um, still so many receivers on the market. Still yeah. so many free I just, agents. I just want Melvin now. Gordon to sign somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me that. <laughs> He's waiting. Yeah. He's waiting. No, Nobody ready to get like- into it, though. Nobody's moved in like the draft order yet too. Like this time last year, like the Niners moved all their picks to go get up to number three. Like none of that's happened yet either. No. Got all that to look forward to, guys. Exactly. Yeah, the draft. Okay. The draft. Still a month away. So got a, still a month of all this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly right. So speaking of the draft, we will um, be going through uh, the NFL rookie prospects um, heading into draft season a little bit more. But just with everything that's been going on with free agency, we've just got to get into the biggest news um, that we've sort of seen the last couple of weeks, and that is uh, Tom Brady, unretired. Uh, maybe he spent a couple, uh, few extra days with his kids, and he's like, mm, no, I actually don't want to hang out with these guys all the time. Uh, they kind of suck. Um, doesn't want to hang out with Giselle. He's back playing football, and I think I speak for everyone in the NFL community. We're incredibly happy to have the GOAT back on the field. Um, it's going to be awesome. Massive news for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, did he um did he trick you guys? Because like, I thought he was like retired. Like, I really thought this was it, but now he's back. Yeah, I thought it was it. Like, like, like he got me I'm, good. I thought it was it, but like, am I shocked or surprised? Like, no, like it wasn't out of the range of possibilities. So a like, very Brady thing to do. Yeah, like obviously it's a surprise, but like I'm not like. My mind isn't blown. Yeah, nah. I think, honestly, but, like, 
when everyone was talking about where Dewatt was going to go and everyone was making the argument about why he should go to um, the Falcons or the Saints because that, that conference is so lackluster at quarterback. Like, obviously, you've got Tom, you've got Abrod, but um, the other conferences are stacked. So, like, I think he just saw so many things, you know, like uh, – like you, like you jokingly said, he he hung out with his kids a few days, and then he had a look at the quarterbacks he had diverse if he came back, and then he looked at the landscape of all the free agents. Like he, right now he's been so active. Like he's been he's been onto Julio. He he went and got Russell Gage. Um, so I think he just he must have just saw everything and got really excited. He's like, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't do. That. I got to go back. I, he's addicted. He's like me. I'm addicted <laughs> to the trade, you know. Um, yeah, well, we'll, so. we'll jump into the Tampa Bay moves anyway, because yeah, they've been really active. So Brady's come back and he's bringing back Godwin, who signs three years, sixty mil. Uh, Uncle Lenny, three years for twenty-one mil. Russell Gage, three years for thirty mil. Brings back Brashad Perryman, so that's not really that relevant. And he brings back a lot of O-line guys and key defenders. Um, I think Tampa. You know, obviously the favorite for that division. They're going to run it back. Um, any fantasy take for the Tampa Bay Bucks guys? Uh, or do you think everything pretty much stays the same? Yeah, I think it'll mostly stay the same from what we saw last season with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin being, you know, as close to as close as you can be to elite fantasy options. Um, Leonard Fournette signing that three years, twenty one million, locks him into that starting role for probably at least two years, honestly. Um, so he's going to be fantasy relevant. You know, if not a top ten fantasy back. And uh, the Russell Gage signing is a bit of a weird one. It makes sense for a football-wise getting that uh, third receiver position locked down, um, especially with the uh, controversial um, exit of Antonio Brown. But uh, I think that maybe that just like downgrades Chris Goldwyn maybe slightly. Maybe this is a move got to do with how he'll come back from injury. Um, interesting to see, but I don't think no major changes. Tom Brady's back. Fire up your Tampa Bay blocks every week. Yeah, I I completely agree. I Brady coming back was uh, bad news for me. Uh, I did not want that to happen because um, I know I'm cheering against everything that that good comes from uh, Andy's dynasty team. So having Brady come back, I was I, w- I wasn't happy. But uh, not only does uh, this bump every buck for like their value, but for the first two months of the season, I could see Mike Evans being like a, a top five wide receiver just because uh, while Godwin's gone, um, he's going to be almost the only one. Russell Gage, you know, they picked him up, but he's not going to eat too much and he's he's just going to help him if anything. Um, so, yeah, like it's uh, it's it's Tom Brady. Like he's he's not – I can't see him dropping off, uh, you know, like a cliff. He's going to he's gonna be – Top five quarterback in the league, and he's he's gonna throw the ball and and score touchdowns. Yeah, Mike Evans and Leonard Burnett just through the roof. Yeah, right now. Yeah, it's just Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wolf of Wall Street. The show goes on. Yeah, the show (laughs) does go on. (laughs) You know, you know what show doesn't go on though? The Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers love story that is actually over now. Devonta Adams, you, you uh, apparently. Way, Frank, that's good. Yeah, that you like nice. that? Not that was, bad, that guys. Smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> Devonta Adams uh, apparently was offered the same contracts that five years, hundred forty million dollars. 
from Green Bay. Instead, decided he uh, no longer wanted to play for Green Bay after what had happened. They put the franchise tag on him. They didn't. Uh, they were reluctant to give him that contract extension for a long time now. Seemed like ties had soured, and he was being traded to the Raiders. So I believe it was a first-round pick and a second-round pick in the end in uh, this year's draft. I'm not sure if it's exactly this year's draft. I know that first-round pick is, and that's uh, the one that matters. I think everyone's expecting the Green Bay Packers to uh, hit the uh, wide receivers early and often in the draft. It'll be interesting to see if that actually happens because it's appeared that they should be doing that for the last few years now, and uh, it hasn't happened. So uh, I'll quickly, I'll ask Andrew, you're the Devontae Adams owner. Is that a downgrade or an upgrade, or what do you think maybe the longevity of Devontae Adams could be there with such a big, long contract? Um, yeah, it's obviously a downgrade because, you know, Adams has never had any competition for targets in Green Bay. Uh, you know, A-Rod just used to feed him. And, you know, the the Raiders, Derek Carr likes to, you know, share it around. He's got Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. I think it hurts them too more than Tay. I think Tay will still be, you know, a top five receiver. Um, Oi, Brian Edwards. Oh, yeah, sorry. Brian yeah, knock Edwards. it off. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think Tay's still a top five receiver for me. He's just not that, that alpha because that connection, like, a-Rod and Tay had is ridiculous. So um, I know the um, college college buddies, Derek Carr, but, yeah, I, I just think it knocks him a little bit and, you know, knocks Hunter and Brown, uh, Darren Waller a little bit, but they'll all be, still be fantasy relevant. The Raiders on the out, Frank, that division, hate to be in that one. But uh, Joel and Charlene, what, do you guys agree or disagree? Yeah, obviously playing with uh, Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers doesn't help. But, um, you know, good for longevity. He's still Devontae Adams. He'll be fine. He's probably just not, you know, wide receiver number one. He's more like wide receiver number six still in the elite tier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Joel. Um, I don't even know if he'll take that much of a downgrade. Uh, he's going to command so much target share. Um, if anything, I'd just be worried about the if if you're a, an owner of Walla or owner of, definitely if you're an owner of Renfro, um, it's a it's definitely a, a pretty big bump down because uh, he's going to be the number one. He's never been in an offense where he hasn't commanded like thirty percent of the target share. Um, so he just because of how he was the only one and he was like the number one red zone guy in Green Bay and it was Aaron Rodgers. He's definitely going to get a bump down a little bit, but um, I can't see it being too big. Like, go from the one or the two to like the four or the five. Like, it's not it's not going to be a huge bump down, but it is. A, he will get bumped down, and it's the, just the other Raiders that I'm I'm a, I'm a bit scared of. Yeah, you need a bump down. Uh, Darren Waller hate honestly. I think uh, it's going to be good for all of them. All right, they can share it around. Derek Carr, he's not a selfish guy. He's going to get hey, good um, points. Look, I I, I just. He's never he's never shared it before, um, and with how much money they're going to pay him, it, it, I think it's great for him as well because he just I'm talking about Devontae. He's never had. I don't. I can't see how you can double him. If you double him, it's going to be really tough to have Waller and Renfro out there. Um, so I and guess Brian. If, 
Yeah, and Brian Edwards. Yeah, Jackson too. Yeah, and Sean Jackson. Yeah, he'll he'll get a get a bomb or two. Hopefully, they rest the Cowboys again. That's what that's what you want. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I'll I'll be a little bit nervous if um I don't know of anyone else. If I'm I'm a Derek Carr owner and a Tay Adams owner, I'm not I'm not too. Yeah, I feel like Derek Carr will like throw more touchdowns now because like yes, the, the Raiders used to get in the red zone and just give it to Josh Jacobs four times and hope he got there. Oh, you're yeah, not like, even mentioning Josh Jacobs either. Yeah, like um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, like the schemes and stuff, like with um the Patriots guy Josh McDaniels, but um, screams rushing touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, you think, you he's think so? Scoring he- up, offensive upgrade. They're scoring heaps of touchdowns. I don't know. You you could be right. Very optimistic. Um, Tay owns the red zone. What do you you think about Josh Jacobs, Joel? They're going to have to pass more to keep up with Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I guess that means they're going to have to score more points and ultimately more touchdowns anyway. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs will probably be more efficient on less volume. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It probably ends up somewhere where he has been previously. Uh, I mean, he doesn't crazy have enough. to be much better Sorry, to be more just... efficient. He doesn't have to be much better to be more efficient because he kind of sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right, though. He'll, he'll the thing, The thing about him is he's uh, he's touchdown dependent all of the weeks. Like, when he's a... When he finishes in the top five, he's got like two touchdowns that week. But um, if they're going to be winning more games, normally when they're winning the game, Josh Jacobs scores a lot of fantasy points. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, like I said before, I'd, I'd be pretty nervous being a Raiders owner for anyone but Tay. Yeah. And uh, another superstar wide receiver that's been traded this week as well. Uh, Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill has been shipped off to Miami for a truckload of draft picks. So they have ended up trading five draft picks um, for Tyreek Hill, includes a first and a second round pick as well, um, which is crazy because this happens so fast. I feel like you know we were all asleep down here in Australia. We wake up, there was like a notification saying that uh, he might that that he might be traded, and then all of a sudden it was like an hour later and he's. Deal, deal's done. He's moved. He's um in Miami. Signed that massive four-year, hundred and twenty million dollar extension. Um, and they're paired him with Jalen Waddle. So Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, like it's probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. Like I'll go as far as to say that. Um, we're really gonna that's see whether the two is good stretch. or not. I think yeah, it's that's a stretch. That's a Who's huge better? Call. Huge call. The Bucks guys, the um, Rams. I don't know. No, you're probably right, but gee, it's a big call. I have to really I stand by that. that. I stand by that. Oh, what about the Bengals? Yeah, I'd still, I'd still have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle over those two. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Who cares about your boy Jamar that's Chase? Best, that's the best wide receiver the game's ever seen. Anyway, continue <laughs> with the Tyree Kill and Dolphins moves, Frank. Go for it. All right, so we've obviously got Tyreek Hill, but that wasn't the only move the Miami Dolphins made uh, during free agency. So they've signed running back Chase Edmonds to a two-year $12 million deal and Raheem Mostert to a one-year $3 million deal. Um, that just appears to me to be another sort of Miami move. They've been reluctant to put heavy draft capital into the running back position. I know Joel absolutely loves that strategy. He hates when running backs go in the first round. Um, so it appears that they've got Chase Edmonds to be, you know, their third down running back, um, get a few carries on first and second down. 
Then they got Raheem Mostert, who'd probably do most of the first and second down work if he can stay healthy. They also added, added Cedric Wilson on a three-year, $22 million deal to be their wide receiver too. So they look like they have a really solid wide receiver corpse there as well, especially with Devonta Parker. I don't know if he's still there. I'm not sure. Um, and then also Teddy Bridge also is uh, there on a one-year, $4 million deal. Actually quite cheap, as even for a backup, one-year, $4 million for a very competent backup for Tua. Um, I know Are Joel, you sure he's a backup? Yeah, there was. I did see that uh, in the press conference. To uh, Teddy Bridge was asked whether he was um, told he was coming in to be the backup or not, and he just declined to answer. He's like, "No, I'm like, I'm not saying whether they've told me to come in to be the backup or not," which is crazy because, like, if he was genuinely the backup, wouldn't he just be like, "Yeah, they've called me in to as the guy. Like, I'm here to back up to and you know develop him." It's not what was said whatsoever. Um, I'm going to be the same guy anyway. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know how much different or better they are than each other, realistically. But uh, I'll hand this over to you, Andrew. You're the Tyreek Hill owner. Um, and actually, I'll probably hand it over to everyone. I want, like, yes or no. Is it a uh, – sorry, not maybe not yes or no. Up or down, is Tyreek Hill better or worse on this Miami team? Oh, he's worse because it's it's this exact same thing. So I had Tyreek Hill and Adams go from Mahomes and Rogers to Tua and Derek Carr. So, like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you do. I actually just yeah, wanted to yeah. hear you admit that, Andrew. That was all. I mean, I still think Tyreek Hill is a top 10 receiver, but I think it hurts Waddle more than Hill. I think this Niners guy is just uh, trying to recreate the Niners, I think. Like, yak machines, running back by committee, even brought back, you know, his boy Raheem. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's just going to be the Niners. And Jimmy G and Tua, they're the exact same kind of person, so... Well, that's what I see anyway. What's your Miami take? Yeah, speed kills. Uh, yeah, so the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I feel like they have done everything they can to find out year three if Tua is actually going to be it or whether Tua is not going to be it. Um, they've given him the left tackle. I know we haven't got there yet. They've given him weapons. Um, I feel like they're going to use Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel in the – Tyreek Hill in the Debo Samuel role, the old wide back. Um, I think we'll have a bit of fun with that one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it for the Dolphins. I like it for Tua. I don't like it for anyone's individual fantasy production, though. I don't feel like it's an upgrade for anyone. Yeah, yeah that's a good football well. move. Good football move, good for Tua, but that's about it. I, don't, I think the ceilings on Jalen Waddle. And uh, Tyreek Hill are definitely capped now. I think, like, I wouldn't imagine either of them finish inside the top five. Personally, this is my this is like my favorite trade so far. Like, I'm a bit biased because recency bias, but uh, just because um, Juju, Juju's the man. No, but uh, back to Tyreek. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> got there, Shalem. Stop jumping the gun. <laughs> I know, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. There's too much stuff going on. But uh, I, I agree with everything you, you boys have said. Uh, Tyreek gets a bump down. Jalen Wardle gets a bump down. He's not going to be um, what he was with Patrick Mahomes, obviously. I think his yard is still going to be up there. He's, he's a yak master. But I think his touchdowns come down, um, and like Joel said, I completely agree. This is uh, to see if uh, Tua is the right man. My take on all this is uh, I saw um, a video on it. Um, 
by with uh, Colin Coward. I don't really uh, listen to that guy, but uh, he said something pretty interesting. He was talking about how because the coaches from Kyle Shanahan's system, uh, he said he can see to uh, being just like Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is spot on. Like I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's going to put up fairly decent numbers, but I think when it comes down to it, he's not going to come through and it's just kind of going to put a bit of a, um, like the fan base and the, the coaching staff and, and, you know, the GM kind of in a weird spot because he's going to win games. He's, he won games last year without Tyreek and, but he's just not, he's not an A to A plus quarterback, you know, he's him and Teddy, like they're literally the same kind of guy. Um, so whoever starts, they're going to win games and it's, yeah, it's a good football move. Dolphins fans should be excited. Um, I, I also don't like the Tyreek contract, like 30 mil for if he loses a step, like that's, that's pretty much his game. Like, yeah, I madness. Absolutely madness. Like he's paying, he's getting paid more than a, a lot of QBs. Like, like it's, five, five draft picks. As well, like, I know. As a Kansas City fan, you're sad. Like, and this dynasty that you got, you know, your big three on offense, Kals, Tyreek, Mahomes. But you can't say you didn't get fair value, like, a fair value for him because not only do you get all those draft picks, but 30 mil that you were going to have to pay him. It's not on your books after, especially with Patrick Mahomes' contract. Like, this is the right decision to do. I know fantasy-wise it's not what you want, you know, yeah, but it's just – it just makes sense all around. Um, like, with so. the draft picks, what's stopping the Chiefs, like, double-tapping receiver? Because it's such a good receiver class. Like, Yeah. No, no I, exactly I right. I agree it. with that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think that's why they did it, honestly. I could – it just makes sense, but yeah, I'm I'm still. I remember when I saw it, I thought it was fake because there was nothing like, you know, with Tay, there was like some news about it, and you're like, yeah, he could go. Like, what if he could go? Like, what what would happen? Like, everyone's thoughts was on it, but with this one, it was just like, it just happened so much, fast. It just happened. Yeah, he would. He just can't. He must have like saw Tay's contract and stuff. Saw Christian Kirk contract and picked up his phone, called up the Kansas City front office. He's like, "I want this now because uh, I, I, I'm better than all these guys. Um, you need me. If not, get me, get me out of here. Give me someone who will pay me." And they did literally, like in in the space of like that day after he called. Uh, up to demand a new contract, <laughs> they shipped them out. It's crazy. Uh, just this offseason has been hectic, but yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, big takeaway is we are going to find out whether Tua Tagovailoa is a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Someone we someone we do know is a franchise quarterback. Hey, Joel. Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns for three first-round picks, couple, uh, I think there's a second and a fourth maybe thrown in there as well. Um, but yeah, three first round picks to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. He signed a five year count them up, guys, $230 million deal. Um, worth, every, I, worth every cent. This was my favorite trade. Ridiculous. That's actually crazy. I'm going to hand this one over to just Joel. I'm going to let you just explain. Uh, I know you have such a fond um, relationship with Deshaun Watson. I'm just going to let you uh, discuss. What do you reckon? Is this a 
a good bump up for Deshaun Watson. He's going to be back. It looks like uh, criminal charges have been dropped. Obviously, he's got some civil suits and stuff to tidy up, maybe a suspension. But it's uh, arrows pointed up for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, me and Deshaun have always been close pals. Um, you know, we've been along ever since our college days in America. But, um, yeah, it's just great for business, really, uh, in the fantasy football world for Joel, who got Deshaun Watson at a massive discount in our startup. Um, anyway, as far as he's obviously still going to get his six to eight week you know, suspension. So obviously the outlook this year will, while still being good, will probably, you know, take a minor hit to start the season. But, you know, wheels up for uh, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Kareem Hunt if he stays, um, my boy David Njoku. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's good for um, good for football in Cleveland. Always been big Browns guy. Yeah, well, yeah, so obviously we want to move. We want to, oops, sorry. Um, obviously we want to get through these uh, quickly, but I want to actually get your take first, Andrew, on uh, Nick Chubb. I personally think it's kind of a downgrade for Nick Chubb. I think they used him really heavily at quite high volume. Obviously a super efficient runner. With Sean Watson under center, you're far more of a threat to throw the ball downfield than you ever were with Baker Mayfield. So, uh, Andrew, defend your boy. No chance, Frank. No chance. All right, so the last time we saw Deshaun Watson, Frank, I'm just going to remind you, 70% completion percentage, 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. 33 touchdowns, seven picks. And who was he throwing it to? Like, he's so good. Like, Deshaun Watson, top three dynasty quarterback, everyone. Yeah, that's my point. I, I agree. That's my point. Deshaun yeah, Watson's good. Makes, why would they run? Why do they need to run the ball so much? He makes everyone good. Is my point. Like he made Lamar Miller relevant. Like, do you remember? I had Lamar Miller. I don't know what year it was, but they were rolling out um, like Tom Savage or whoever it was. I can't remember. And then Deshaun Watson, shiny new toy, comes, and Lamar Miller's like a top five running back. It's like top insane. five might be a stretch. Top 10, whatever you want to say. Nick Chubb stonks up. He's going to be so efficient on the ground. He already is. He's going to score that many touchdowns. Um, I just think the Browns, we didn't even get to Amari Cooper. I've got him as well, Frank. I've got all the Browns. Wait till Jarvis signs again. Andrew's team. This is the best trade for me. Like Deshaun Watson, I love him. Let's go Browns. Just be honest, guys. You're all now jealous that I own uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the new wide receiver one in Deshaun Watson-led Cleveland Browns offense. Anyone else hit the Browns? $30 to win the Super Bowl. Did you get it? Yeah, I did. I beat the tab. That's oh, nice. you beat them on the news. Yeah, he's straight down to 17, the Browns. Still think 30 is probably like, you know, a pretty shit price. But like, I'm all in on those Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> I love these Brown dogs. Like, everyone's fantasy value goes up. The Browns are, like, the best team in that division now. Yeah, like, in regards to Nick Chubb, like, the Browns were rolling out. They were scoring, like, 10 points some games. Like, that's not going to happen yeah, anymore. No, they're going to be scoring so many more touchdowns. Yeah, so I can see – you can see Nick Chubb having, like, a like a James Conner type of year. Like, it's just I, – I know Deshaun throws a lot and um, Nick Chubb isn't a pass catcher. But he 
Nick Chubb's such an efficient ground runner and you can't stack the box. Like if you stack the box, that's it. Like Deshaun's going to, he's going to beat you over the top and they're still yet to get more weapons. Like um, I can see Will Fuller coming. I, I think that that's where he's going to go. I think he's going to sign with Cleveland. Your I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, there have been talks about that. That's pretty exciting. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be cool. Um, if Jarvis comes back and stuff, uh, this trade was hurt hurt uh, like stung the most because i thought he wasn't going to go there because andy has a lot of browns and i really didn't want this to happen and then he said he wasn't going to go there and i was like that's great go to atlanta go home man do your thing and then he and then the brown said we'll give you 235 mil guaranteed and and then of course how do you not how do you say no like yeah, it's uh you can't, you can't yeah. Yeah. money talks money absolutely 235 talks. guaranteed with with everything going on with him like that's that's insane honestly if you look back at it like atlanta have nobody like why would he go there the saints had no money and who was the other one the panthers yeah you'd obviously no. pick the browns no yeah it was it's, it's smart for him as well because you know he's never been protected and i think that's a scary thing as well he has he's never played with not even what not even a not even 15, an average line yeah exactly like he's and he's gonna go from bottom half of the league O-line all his career to a top five O-line. It's, it's scary. Like it's scary. What kind of offense they're going to be. Um, I don't know what kind of um, like coaching scheme Stefanski is going to do. I don't know if he, he's going to bring that same run first mentality that he's always had. Cause I'm I know gonna he's had in a, while yeah. we're talking about coaching. He's going from Bill O'Brien and then a season of no head coach to an actual coach. That's yeah. got to yeah. mean something like, too. And he's going from, like, geeky cutie, uh, Will Fuller for half a year, and who else is he? Don't like, disrespect Brandon Cooks. And uh, has he ever played with a tight end? He's got no. two of them now. He's got he's got Njoku, and then he's got... um. Remember the, the random Texans tight ends that always used to catch Deshaun exactly. Watson touchdowns? Like, exactly. Yeah. Do you guys agree that D-Watt's like, besides, oh, does he, yeah, besides Allen and Mahomes, but then Mahomes lost Tyreek. I don't, I just, I really don't want to put a limit on D-Watt for Dynasty. Like, he could do anything. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think Kyler Murray's rushing upside may have him just ahead in my mind. He's also a little bit younger, but I am going to be very biased. I'm the kind of way too biased. Yeah, Justin Herbert as well. I mean, he's he's top five for sure. I think what's just not only is he a top five dynasty QB, top three, he's top five, top three quarterback in the league, just full stop. Like, yeah, he's that good. He's that good, and he's never had this these type of weapons before. So the only thing is the year off. Like that's it. yeah, that that's all. And it's like yeah. he got. I mean, he t- did have the ACL like three years ago now. And I mean, you know, he recovered from that year off fine. I know it's like probably different, but like, you know, I don't know. He's still young. He's not old. He runs. He's good. I don't know. Man, it just seems, you know, seems yeah. like he'll be back. You yeah. should go go for the win, Joel. Use them draft picks, man. Tempting. Real tempting. <laughs> He's tempted. Oh, like that. Brees well, and Najee. We can, J.K. Dobbins is back. 
We're building a dynasty over here. Yeah. He's got a he's building a dynasty. Put a put a lid on it, Jolie. Um, speaking of going all in, those Jacksonville Jaguars um, <laughs> rolling around the bag. <laughs> Absolutely throwing all the money around to uh, everyone that wants it. Um, I might put my hand up and say, I want to play in the NFL, and the Jaguars might give me a massive bag. Christian Kirk, four years, 72 million. Zay Jones, three years, 30 million. And Evan Ingram somehow managed to secure himself $9 million on a one year deal. Um, I don't know what the front office is thinking. I like Christian Kirk, I think he's a good player. I think he's like a fantastic wide receiver, too. Um, doesn't scream alpha wide receiver, alpha wide receiver money. Um, Zay Jones, again, solid. Like, a, I don't know, maybe like a wide receiver three or four on your roster. Not like you're paying him to kind of be your two there. And Evan Ingram, I don't know. Man's got butter hands. Um, hopefully his new, uh, new uh, change in scenery can be good for him. Uh, it be interesting to see. I mean, I suppose you had to land somebody if you're trying to see whether Trevor Lawrence um, – can improve you spent you know you got so much invested in him and you think that he's going to be the future and what he was coming uh, into the draft you got to at least put something in front of him and i guess this is just a start um anyone got any uh bold takes about the jaguars moves i mean i like it for t-law and it shows that the jags are willing to you know give him weapons it's just like what they did was just not the way to do it like like they're trying but Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, like it's an upgrade, but it's just, I don't know. I think it's good for T-Law, but I'm not really touching any other jag, I don't think. Yeah, as what uh, what Ned Flanders said to Bart Simpson, my family can't live on good intentions, and I think that's what our Trevor Lawrence is thinking right now. Yeah, nah, nah I wouldn't think too much into it. Uh, if you're a Christian Kirk owner, I, I'm a... I'm a bit more excited about owning him, <laughs> but uh, nothing. Uh, it's nothing. I, uh, I don't think changes much in fantasy world, especially with everything going on. Uh, that's such old news as well. That Christian Kirk contract, like that's that's so far back. It's it's crazy because when it happened, it was the craziest thing, and now it's, it feels like. Or ages ago. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Christian yeah. Kirk got a massive contract. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, no, if any, the only thing that he did do, Christian Kirk, was he's changed the whole landscape of wide receivers and, and what kind of contracts they're going to get in the future. Like, I, I've spoke to you boys in the group chat. Like, I'm scared to see what Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, if they keep this pace going, like, what they're going to ask for, you know. Like, it's, it's just that, that whole wide receiver contract landscape is it's going to be crazy for years to come so um that's probably what i take from all the jags moves is that christian kirk move and how it's just changed um that side of things but as for fantasy um he gets a bit of a bump tilo gets a bit of a bump hopefully he can throw some more touchdowns i know he didn't throw many last year um and there's uh you know, get to see what he can actually do because I know he had nothing to work with and now he's got a bit more um, players to put trust in. Uh, I'm excited for Evan Ingram. Um, sucks for Dan Arnold. I was kind of excited for him. Um, but, yeah. But, well, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, Joel, you're a T-Law owner now. How, how do you feel? Um, yeah, look, I, they've, they've done something, I guess. They've had to do something just feels like they've gone about it the completely wrong way. Um, 
you know, it's it's someone to throw to. They might like the gross part is they still probably have to draft a wide receiver, even though they've just spent a hundred million dollars on wide receivers. But um, you know, they've moved the coach. It's got all the hype. I don't know who what they're going to do. Pick one. They might trade back. They might take offensive line, defensive line, just make that team better. Anyway, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's just the Jaguars. They're just really dumb. I mean, like Joel T. Law goes from like Urban Meyer to Dougie P, and then he he's got better weapons. Like, what do they line up as now? Kirk, Zay Jones, Laviska, Evan Ingram. Like, it's not terrible. And then he's we get ETN and J Rob back. It's close to terrible. I mean, I know, yeah. but from what he had, like you know what I'm yeah. saying. No, I, I think I think what the strategy that they all, you know, they all sat down on the table, all the you know, all the staff, and they're like, let's the the strategy that they've come up with, it was the right idea. It's just the the weapons that they picked up, it's it's hard because they're in Jacksonville, you know. You have to kind of pay more to tell someone, hey, um, look, you're gonna have to live in Jacksonville. Like it's not it's not Los Angeles, you know. So it's it is tough in that aspect and their free agent market. Big dog said in his uh when he talked about it, he's like, uh they you know, they they had to get a bunch of um weapons for uh him to work with to build a house but what they gave him was a screwdriver one nail uh half a hammer <laughs> you know it was it was pretty, it was a pretty good uh yeah it was it was a pretty good uh like it a little fun. analogy that he made it was funny but he it was spot on like it's like hey hey trevor you're gonna build up build us our new house um but you've only got three nails to do it and one piece of wood so we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> Yeah, well, if Trevor Lawrence is half as what they said he was coming into the NFL draft, I think he's going to be fine regardless. Um, as much as that pains me to say, because Joel Amor is the owner of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, what we will get into is some big quarterback moves. Obviously, we've spoken about the big news at length, um, all the quarterback moves, all the uh, craziness. Some uh, lesser names. I want to fly through these, and then we're going to give our takes on a couple of these guys. Um, I know a few of us have some uh, red-hot takes about these quarterback moves. So we've got Carson Wentz uh, has been traded to the Washington Commanders, Washington Commanders for a second-round pick swap and a third. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts for a third-round pick. Mitchell Trubisky signs with the Steelers two years, $14 million. Jameis Winston re-signs with the Saints two years, $28 million. Marx Mariota signs with the Falcons two years, 18 million, gets another shot to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Tyrod Taylor signed with the Giants as their backup, I would imagine. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been extended by the Rams, four years, $160 million. Locks him in, probably uh, gives him a bit more longevity as well for talking dynasty fantasy football. And Kirk Cousins re-signs for one more year in uh, Minnesota, one year, $35 million fully guaranteed. I'm going to start us off. I'm the Carson Wentz owner in our dynasty league, um, him getting traded to Washington. Uh, 
I think that's probably as good a situation, as good a result that could have happened for Carson Wentz, in my opinion, other than probably staying with the Colts. They, from pretty early on in the offseason, it seemed like they were off Carson Wentz, especially after the meltdown that happened uh, in week 17, I believe. It was a week 18. Would have been week 18 now, the 17-game schedule, where they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think he finished as like the quarterback like 14 in um, our fantasy league which is pretty like in a two quarterback league at the quarterback 14 is pretty valuable. Like he was better than people um, probably realize. Um, and now he's being moved to Washington where he's probably got uh, not as good an offensive line, but you could probably argue that Terry McLaurin's better than Michael Pittman. That might be controversial. Um, Curtis Samuel um, and maybe Diami Brown, if he can improve a little bit, are probably better weapons than what he was running around with. Like the corpse of T.Y. Hilton, and Paris Campbell, when he played like one game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Carson Wentz does. He's going to have another opportunity to prove um, that he is a quarterback in the NFL. So as far as you're concerned, I, I think you just sort of keep Carson Wentz where you had him as just a meddling sort of quarterback too. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I Also, just to add on to that, I think it's his last chance as a starting QB if he if this doesn't work out for him um, and they want to they want to get off him which is going to be hard to do because of his contract. Uh, he's not going to get another starting gig. I, I can't I can't imagine. Uh, as a Terry McLaurin owner, I do think it's a positive. Like, obviously, it's better than um, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, so obviously, uh, he's going to – he'll probably get hyper-targeted. Um, but the, the offense doesn't really get too much of a big upgrade. I hope – for Carson Wentz that he can rejuvenate his career, get something back to what he was in that MVP season that uh, with the Eagles. But that as a Terry McLaurin owner, that would just be amazing. Um, that's what I pray for. <laughs> uh, On to the next move with um, Matt Ryan. Just to quote Odell Beckham Jr.'s tweet, uh, he said, random thought, brah, I really think, Matt Ryan to the Colts was actually fire emoji. I think Bra will elevate and do some special over there. That's what Odell said. Um, don't very, really agree with him. Uh, he's he's going to be all right. He should make the playoffs. But Michael Pittman's going to be the same, in my opinion. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor's going to be the main guy in that offense. Uh, He's, he's just going to turn the ball over less and they're going to win more football games. I think it's just a better football move. Yeah, I reckon it's pretty good for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's can't get, he can't get much better than he was last year. So it's just maybe it's just like pretty like flat line for Jonathan Taylor. I want to hear Joel's uh, Mitch Trubisky take. That's what I'm here for. Oh, I bet this is going to be good. Mate, Trubes is back and Trubes is the man. He's going to be good. I don't want to hear anyone say he's going to be bad. He had nothing to work with in Chicago. You look at all the Chicago quarterbacks that have come in post-Trubes, and they've all been shit. Justin Fields last year, terrible. Andy Dalton, terrible. Nick, no, who's the guy that won the Super Bowl? Yeah, Nick Foles, terrible. They all look shit. Give Trubes a chance. He's got weapons. He's got a coach. He's got Najee Harris. Give the man an offensive line in the draft and you'll see why he was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes. 
Truths will show Jesus. You did. I was going to agree with you into that last comment. I was like, yeah, well, Mitchell Trubisky's been good for fantasy. I agree with you. And I think with uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, like I think he's going to put up good fantasy numbers. And then you get to go and ruin it. Are you scared of the offensive line, Joel? Oh, ter- terrified. Yeah, tr- Troops has got wheels. Yeah, he the does, but he's not great under pressure. Line. He's not great under pressure. Yeah, yeah obviously, kind of there's obviously a lot of mayo on that. He's not that. He could just be Sam Darnold again, who I did stick up for last year. Shout out to <laughs> Darnold. But yeah, like, you, you know, you got to give him a chance. Yeah, well, uh, I did I did like the take, Joel, because I think Trubisky has value now. Um, but, yeah, I think <clears throat> the Colts upgraded um, and Washington upgraded. So, like, back to the other two. And, yeah, Trubisky's looking good. They might go quarterback in the draft, but you're not sure. Um, Mariota and Winston in the Saints and Falcons, that's weird. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even have a take for that. But um, what do you yeah, guys Yeah, the former think? one and two overall pick in that draft. Yeah, it's getting, funny, a, getting that Really getting that second chances for them. You know, Jameis Winston started this year, then got injured. But... Uh, Marks Mariota and the Falcons is interesting because Marks Mariota has always sort of had that sort of baseline of fantasy production because he has he has that bit of rushing upside. He sort of stopped him from being really poor, but it's never really had that high-end ceiling. So he doesn't really have weapons in Atlanta outside of Kyle Pitts. It's going to be hard for him to be um, a sort of a top 12 quarterback. I don't think C-Pat. that's really on the cards. C-Pat. C-Pat the is the entire offense, let's be clear. Um, I just want like I don't have really really have a take because you know Jameis is the same, um, and the other two are obviously bowlers. But um, where do you think Baker and Jimmy G go? Because that's that's really what I want to know. Yeah, it's a weird one because I don't think they're really either of them are fit in Seattle. I don't know what Seattle would be doing if they went and acquired either of those quarterbacks. I think it's better for them to roll out Drew Locke, see if they've got anything in him. And then just like tank for the number one overall pick, as far as I'm concerned. Well, unless the Panthers go and grab Jimmy, like uh, I, I don't know where else either of them are gonna go. Like when with the whole Baker, both sides are disinterested in each other, which was hilarious. I don't, I don't know, where, I don't know where else Bakes is gonna go. So he kind of, I, I feel like that was real stupid on on his team's part to to say that because I, I don't see any other place he can go uh but and then also with uh jimmy g i think they overplayed themselves i think the 49ers like thought because he was one of the best options on the market uh not knowing you know everyone was going to make these moves like uh just deal what move i think they just uh got a bit too excited and and they didn't pull the trigger fast enough, and now they're stuck because they, they're they not going to be able to get anything for them unless the Panthers pay up. And if the Panthers don't, uh, Jimmy G's probably going to have to stay because uh, there's nothing you can give them up for. And you, you were sitting there high on your high horse being like, oh, yeah, we're, we're not going to take two seconds because, you know, Jimmy G's way better than He's the only option out here. And now... Now they've had the Russell Wilson move, they've had the Watt move and all that, and now they're stuck with their uh, dick in their hand, not knowing what to do. So I don't, I've I've actually got no idea where those two are going to go. Um, 
uh, only place I can see Jimmy G going is the Panthers, and then uh, I've got I've got no clue where Bakes is going to go. There's there's no one there you know, unless he he he's someone's backup somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think um, Trubisky is the most exciting signing, like besides D. White, Russ, and you know the big ones. Just for his, um, I'm with Joel with that. You guys agree? Like. Um, we'll just it's the most go. interesting one. Like, I feel like he's got the most upside. Yeah, that, yeah, I agree. Um, have we have we done quarterback? Do you want to move on, guys, or anyone yeah, else? Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about these mediocre Joel Amore quarterbacks. Boy, we haven't talked about Daniel Jones yet. Hey, yeah, <laughs> Tyrod got a, a contract. Yeah. Come on, that guy is... No, we're moving on. I'm pulling the pin. That is it. That is it. We're talking about right. we're talking about Joel's now mediocre wide receivers. I'm going to start us off. <laughs> Michael Gallup right. has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's re-signed Wait. there. Five he's years, sixty-two million dollars. Um, we had Allen Robinson signing with the LA Rams. Three years, forty-five million dollars. That was a bit of a weird one for me. And then about two days later, Robert Woods was then traded to the Tennessee Titans for a sixth-round pick. We had DJ Chark signing with Detroit on a one-year $10 million, pretty much like a prove-it deal, see if he can um, revive his career after he's had some injuries. Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie signed with Buffalo, each for $4 million a year. Both good football moves, but I don't think they're going to be incredibly relevant for fantasy. Jameson Crowder, a little bit more interesting because he always um, has been quite a, like a sort of a quiet, high-volume uh, receiver where he can um, be valuable for fantasy. And then we also saw Charlene's boy, Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. one year, $10 million. He's paired himself up with Patrick Mahomes, him and Jackson Mahomes. He'll make a TikToks on the sideline. Yeah, they are. And then we also had Marquez Valdez-Scantling signing a three-year, $30 million deal to the Chiefs. Um, I own MVS in a, uh, another dynasty league, and I'm pretty happy about that just quietly. Um, I'm going to hand straight over to Joel, though. Michael Gallup, he's your boy. We've heard you speak about him on the podcast before. Uh, with Amari Cooper being traded and now Michael Gallup re-signing. It's exactly what you wanted. Um, so tell us how excited you are, Joel. Oh, imagine if he didn't do his ACL in week 17. Oh, tell you what, Frank. We'll, but it's still good. But like, I feel like he's going to miss. I actually really like the James Washington, who you didn't mention, another one of my star receivers. Um, they picked him up for a year. I actually like that move for Michael Gallup because, like, I don't know, I was kind of scared they might draft a receiver in the first round if they are a bit thin there now. But um, I feel like they can just plug James Washington in on the other side for the first, you know, four or five weeks until Gallup comes back. And then Gallup will be fine and he's just going to be a good wide receiver too in a high-passing offense with a good quarterback. Yeah, I think we like, all sort of agree like with T. that, Higgins. I'd say. I think What's we all why agree. can't Gallup be like T. Higgins? Or like oh, who else that's a bit much. That's a bit rich for me, Joel. T. Higgins well, was like a wide receiver, like 12. or like I think he was like 12 to like 15 in points per game. I think that's a bit much. I think that's a little bit too far. Well, who's a wide, wide receiver two? He'll be wide a receiver, wide receiver two. Wide receiver two in a good offense. I don't know. There's lots of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, true. You're not accounting for Dalton Schultz, man. He's gonna eat up all those targets. He's gonna he's gonna he's he's gonna eat, but I don't know. I think it just helps him. Speaking of eating, Charlene, Juju Smith Schuster, Patrick Mahomes. How are we feeling? 
Oh, I when he first went there, I was excited, and then Tyreek got traded, and now I'm just uh, every time I think about it, it makes me happy. Uh, look, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's gonna be uh, how he was when he was the uh, wide receiver two to AB, um, but he's with he's paired with Patrick Mahomes. They've got like a, a, a number one on the outside. They sign MVS. I think that just helps Juju. They got Travis Kels as, you know, the main target. And with all that, he's awesome as that um, wide receiver two, wide receiver three type of guy in the slot. Um, and in a high-powered offense, like, uh, it's so exciting. It just makes me happy because I, I just love – I love Juju just in general. So um, it's a prove-it deal. I can see him – uh, playing great and getting a contract to stay there for a while. The only thing that scares me is all the draft picks that they got. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, that's that's the, the real winner is Joel, who's going to get the new Tyree kill at pick 103. Yeah. Imagine they take Jameson Williams at like the back end of the first round. I, it screams it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's He's basically Tyreek Hill 2.0, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I don't. I didn't think you can say anyone can be as good as Tyreek Hill, but still. Are we more Look excited up. about the inevitable Packers rookie receiver or the Chiefs rookie receiver? Doesn't matter. I'm going to get both. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's save this for our rookie mock draft show, because then we can go through who sort of has what picks as well, and we listeners will get a better idea of, you know, where these players could be going in our league as well. I want to quickly well, touch um, on. Alan well, Robinson. Before you go, sorry, go, go ahead, Chuck. Stop on there. Um, just as uh, I'm not gonna do this in our league, but if you have Juju, and you know you're you're way too scared about them drafting one even two wide receivers, um, I'd probably I'd probably sell Juju and just on you know the hope that he is gonna be like almost the number two there. Because uh, his value since that one season that he had, where he finished in the top ten, he, he it hasn't been even close to his value is right now. So I'm not gonna do it personally because I I'm just gonna hope that they don't take uh, round one wide right receiver, which is a bit rich in hoping. But I just I just think that he's good enough to be able to hold his own. So, but if or if you're listening. I would sell because the value is not going to get higher than this unless he actually is uh, has another season like he did that in his second year, which I can't see happening. Yeah, just it's a whole juju, but I would sell the shit out of MBS. Yeah, yeah. I think both of these oh, yeah. wide receivers. I wanted to quickly ask Shalim, yes or no, if someone offers you a back end, uh, back end first round pick in this draft, you know, you're probably looking at like the 110. 111, 112 in a 12 person league, you pulling the trigger, Juju, for that first round pick? Yes or no? Oh, oh that's tough. <laughs> that's not a yes or no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, mm, I'm going to say no. No chance. He's yeah, serious. No. Only he because was right. I. If he was right about Juju. <laughs> He sucks. I'm, uh, I'm not in on Juju. I would do it for 108, 109. I don't know if I'm doing it for 110, 111, 112, just because uh, I know it's deep. Class is fairly deep, but uh, I don't uh, No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
No, I'm I'm still I'm sticking with my nerve. I'm sticking with yeah, my nerve. imagine I, pret- imagine believing that there's a difference between the 108 and the 110. You're an amateur. Um, quickly before we do move on from the wide receivers, I want to quickly give my piece on Allen Robinson. Like I said earlier, really weird move when it's signed when he signed and it happened. It all makes a bit of sense now. Moving on from. Robert Woods, I know he had such a poor season um, in Chicago, but the fact that he's now got Matthew Stafford, his quarterback, he's got Cooper Cup opposite him. Uh, it's really high-powered offense. They throw the ball a lot. I think they throw the ball close to more than any um, other team in the NFL. I think this is a massive upgrade for him. Um, we could see if Allen Robinson still got juice. We've seen him be a top 12 wide receiver with in a far worse situation with a far worse quarterback. He could be back in a big way, and I'm personally very excited about it. Um, yeah, that's enough on receivers. Um, Frank's very excited about A-Rob and Charlie's very excited about Juju, everyone. So um, basically the running back moves, I'm still waiting. Um, running back's probably been the slowest for the free agency, but we're still waiting on Melvin Gordon. But we did get James Connor resigning in uh, Arizona, three years, 21 mil. Safe to say he's probably going to stay the same. He's, he's the man. So um, smooches. To the Bills. I'm joking, Charlene. He went back to Washington. That was the best news. Uh, I love that. Two years, seven mil. Uh, Rashad Penny back to Seattle. Uh, no surprises there. And CPAT back to the Falcons to run that offense. Any uh, hot fire running back takes? Uh, I, I just hate smooches. I'm going to dive in here because, like, it doesn't really affect me that much, but it affects all of you. Um, Burjo. He, I don't believe, has sold James Conner yet. Who's going to be the first one to buy? I do love a good running back. Yeah, but well, he's, he's a just... waste on Burjo's team, and he's a top 15 running back next season. So, Is like, he, though? Yeah, 100%. He was like the running back five this year. He had, like, oh, what, 20 touchdowns. Is that going to change? I could. I don't know. He's got, hey, look, he was he was not very efficient on the ground. He he was below four yards a carry. The thing that carried him was the touchdowns. And then on top of that, he was he's never played as many games as he had just the season got. So. Yeah, but also he was catching the ball and Chase Edmonds is gone. Yes, That's a look, lot of work. I know. Yeah, I know. I just for me, the reason I unless I'm getting them real cheap from from uh, Andy, sorry, from Burjo. I, I can't see myself getting him. Um, if Yeah, like, would you give up a first? Like, there's no way. No, uh, not that I have one to begin with. But Yeah, I uh, hope he listens to this so he can drive the price down, guys. Let's tell him none of us are giving up a first. <laughs> Mate, You get if you get offered a second from me, like, take it, bro. You're not getting anything better. I, I just can't. I, I don't want to rely on him. Like, uh, he's a nice step piece on my team, I guess. Um, I can see why people would want him on a win now team. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's James Conner. I don't, I, I, everyone's saying that, you know, and it, it's, uh, I can see him being good for just another year as well. And then that's it. For James. Oh, yeah. Redraft is going to smash. But like yeah. Dynasty, I just don't see the longevity with James Conner. Nah, no, I don't think there's any. But, um, Good topic yeah. to bring up, though. No, 100%. yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, like, mm, yeah. Do you want to move on from running back? Because, like, does anyone else care? I think CPAT's relevant again, but he's not going to be as good as he was. Smooches no. kills um, Antonio, Antonio Gibson, so everyone loves to see that. No, and, <laughs> and um, yeah, Rashad Penny, 
he could be good again. Someone should get Richard Penny off wheels, actually. That's that's, that's really yeah. That yeah, is, I don't know. Uh, Wills might be dumb and thinks he can win still and like Rashad Penny's valuable to him. I don't know. But uh I think we should move on from running backs. I think if any one of us brings up uh JD McKissick going back to Washington, Charlie might burst down into tears. So let's uh, move everything, on. Everything stays the same with everyone we just said, which is yeah. fun. Which is which is in comparison to every other position. Yeah, it's it's damn strange. Until Big Bad Grease Hole goes and steals someone's backfield. <laughs> and then Malvin also Grease Melvin Gordon. I don't know what – he'll change a bit. Like, if he stays – I changes. hope he goes back to Denver just for, like, a, a football-wise. I think him and Javante are good back, uh, a good duo. And then it also yeah. kills Javante's upside for Matt Barbara. So it would be hilarious too. Yeah. No, he's going yeah. to Buffalo. He's going to Buffalo. Exactly. I reckon it'd be a good signing there too. It would be interesting to see. Um, so now to everyone's favourite fantasy position, the tight end. Uh, some absolute showstoppers uh, hit the free agency Frank, market. Frank, oh, I, just, I just included this in the doc because, like, the, the amount of money that these tight ends got paid, was, like some of them, is ridiculous. But continue, go on. Yeah, well, that kind of goes into what I was just saying. It's sort of my point. Like, these names yeah, don't Drew's seem like big names <laughs> and, and they all just got paid. So I'm just going to fly through these and then we'll go through if anyone's got some um, really strong takes about any of these players. We've got Zach Ertz re-signing in Arizona. I'll quickly touch on that, actually. Zach Ertz re-signing, um, I think he's just going to be another target for um, Kyler Murray. High-powered offense. Zach Ertz is going to be good. He always um, it's a high-volume tight end. He doesn't always um, have, like, your most efficient numbers, but he's going to do the job. And, you know, you sort of know what you're going to get out of him. I think you're going to get a back-end tight end one who's going to be pretty consistent week to week. He's going to have that um, target Frank, volume. Now that, now that Kirk's gone, he's the two. Like, um, There is a like guy D-Hop. called Rondale Moore. I believe they did spend a uh, front of, of the here, like... second round pick last season, um, and he looked good in limited action last year. No chance. No chance. Uh, we'll see about that. It's going to be interesting. We also had Austin Hooper, former Browns tight end, who was cut earlier this season. Uh, he signed with the Titans for one year, $6 million. Yeah. <laughs> we had my favorite tight end signing of the week based upon our last week's, uh, sorry, last episode's trade we went through. OJ Howard is signed in Buffalo, one year, $4 million. Absolutely kills Ooh. Dawson Ooh. Knox's upside. Incredible sound. Tell the listeners the bet. Oh, yeah, the bet. This is great. Listeners, I've just got a, I've won myself a free $50. And if anyone objects to that, you don't know what you're talking about. So I've got a bet with Dylan Lawrence who acquired Dawson Knox um, just a few weeks ago. So I bet him that Dawson Knox will not finish inside the top five. So he gets positions one through five. I get six onwards. So if Dawson, if Austin Hooper, sorry, not Austin Hooper, if OJ Howard catches any more than like three touchdowns, kill Dawson Knox's upside. There's no way he's going to be a top five tight end, in my opinion. Everyone else agree that I'm going to win that? Yeah, but it's Lawrence. He somehow does this. He does find a I way. Agree with Andy. Scary. I agree with Andy. Watch him catch yeah, like 15 touchdowns and be, Josh be Allen's confident. the MVP. It's going to be great. I'd be confident. I'd definitely be I'd be spending that 50 bucks already. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. Uh, we've also got uh, former Cincinnati Bengals tight end CJ Uzama signing with the New York Jets, three years, $24 million. The New York Jets went and double-tapped tight end and they uh, signed Tyler Conklin for three years, $21 million. Both massive contracts. Like, I don't know about 
these two guys, they're like pretty average as far as I'm concerned. I don't think either of them are going to be super fantasy relevant, especially with the New York Jets offense not being incredibly high powered. Just a good couple of targets for Zach Wilson. I think if you're yeah, Zach he Wilson on the job, end or something. That's probably just like a good signing for him. I think it just makes him sort of like a safer quarterback, I suppose. We also had Will Disley, even after what has he had? An Achilles, a two ACLs, didn't he lose a leg once? And he still got himself a three-year, $24 million with Seattle. Really weird move. I couldn't imagine paying a tight end that's gone through that many injuries, that kind of money. Yeah, but so, he has a good drop on the fantasy footballers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God. Oh, how good yeah. is it? Every yeah. time it happens, I start dancing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Gerald Everett is signed with the LA Chargers, two years, $12 million. Sort of just adds to that tight end room that's already a little bit crowded. There hasn't been a uh, a tight end for Justin Herbert that's sort of announced himself as the guy. Um, we had Mo Ali Cox re-signing in Atlanta, and then we also had Robert Tonyan re-signing as well. Um, yeah. Devontae Adams leaving. Robert Tonyan could be in for another season. If he fully recovers yeah. from his knee, he could catch a lot of touchdowns again. Miley Cox, always a red zone threat. Could be interesting with Matt Ryan under center if they can get a connection going. But, um, Gigantor. Gigantor. These guys have good drops. <laughs> yeah, so they got a little bit of upside, but no one here that's, you know, your top end tight end. So I think these are just your meddling sort of guys. Um, yeah, anyone I mean, got any strong yeah, takes about these just guys? like rapid fire because like, I don't want to talk about tight end, but does anyone like – like anyone in Dynasty because of these signings. Like I like Zach Ertz a lot. Does anyone I like, else like him? I like, so just to um, quickly go through more, Hooper helps if you're a, if you're a Derrick Henry owner. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good great blocking, run blocker. Yeah. Um, OJ Howard to Buffalo, if you're a Dawson Knox owner, would be happy. CJ and Tyler, I have no idea what those contracts are. They're just, uh, I, I, couldn't really figure that out. I don't understand. Uh, they overpaid CJ and then went and got another tight end. I don't really understand it. Uh, maybe they're going to boost the, um, like maybe if they were going to play two tight end sets, they're going to have a bit more blocking for. How um, football in New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Will Disley signing back with Seattle. If you're a Noah fan owner, I uh, just, that's just why I don't know. You go and trade for Noah fan and then you sign Disley to this kind of contract. Uh, it doesn't I make sense. I they had fan. That's yeah. They gave that. Uh, Gerald Everett could be sneaky. Uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't really be counting on it too much. If anything, that just helps uh, Justin, uh, Herbo, G Herbo, and then Mo Ellie Cox. He 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 might be sneaky as well with uh, Matt Ryan, but like just as a touchdown guy. And then Tunyon, I I I I'd, I'd have like have a look at him if he's on your waivers, pick him up. Uh, but no, 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 nothing here is really anything. I just like Hooper for my Derek Henry stonks. Joe, you're the Zach Wilson guy. Um, you like the what the Jets are doing? Not really. I wanted him to get Tyree Kill. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. They've got picks to fix up. They got that Seattle pick. They got a couple of top ten picks. Uh, you know, I'm sure they can come up with some they to help my boy Zach. They don't need what? Why was he? You got Eli Moore, but it's all right. Eli Moore. Yeah, they're they're going to add Drake London. Wouldn't that be good? Eli Moore there, and uh, Drake London. What you got to complain? Eli there? Moore and Denzel Mims. They brought back that white guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Braxton's Berrios. Yeah, he's the man. He's sneaky yeah. good. 
He had a huge DraftKings week that one time. One some guy, a million bucks. Yeah, that's good funny. on you, Braxton. But good like, um, I don't know. They, I feel like the tight ends. I had Tyler Conklin last year, and I cut Tyler Conklin. Um, because like you know, what what they just cancel each other out. Zach Wilson's already not great. Now they've got two tight ends. They got like enough weapons there that that offensive line can stay healthy, get a better defense, maybe stay in games a bit longer. I don't know. The Jets might be, you know, what, six, seven wins for the Jets next year? Too high? I'd set the line at five and a half. I'd take the overs. You would? They can go six and 11. Six games. Yeah, the team, I don't know. They're not, you never know. Zach Wilson could be all right. We'll wait, we'll wait and see. How many, how many games is Mike White starting? Because that's a free win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the man. That is the man. What? A, that's a classic. That's he's gonna be one of those names that you hear like five years from now, and you'd be like, Mike White, the man. Because I remember when <laughs> Elijah Moore caught those touchdowns. That was crazy. That oh, was awesome. I loved it. I loved it a lot. Um, there are some, actually some high-profile names that have been cut and that are still available. So obviously we've got. Odell wasn't cut. He's obviously just out of contract, but he's still a free agent. We've also got Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry and Cole Beasley at the wide receiver position still looking for homes. I think all of them will find a home. It just uh, when it happens um, remains to be seen. It might happen during the season. Um, might happen, you know, closer to training camp, things like that. And also Bobby Wagner, long-time Seattle Seahawks, a free agent now. He should be a uh, contributor to any defense in the NFL. I think he's still got it. Um if anyone doesn't have anything else to add, I reckon now is probably a good time to get into a, a couple of our league trades that have happened. Oh, well, wait, one, one thing, one thing. Yeah, um, go for if it. You, if you own anyone in the Bengals, uh, would be, I would be very excited. They're, they just went and did what they were supposed to do. And they, Yeah, I actually agree with that, that so much. I'm, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, so uh, picking up, uh, I don't know, the right way to say his name, Lyle Collins, then Ted and Alex Kappa, and then also Hayden Hurst, which is he's he's a pretty um good uh tight end replacement for CJ. And he is, a yeah, I'd say he's better than CJ um, personally. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, they're gonna be they're gonna be scary. Um, Joe's gonna have time in the pocket for the first time in his career. I'm excited to see. Um, if this can go, if this offense can be like how Joe was in college, I yeah. could, I could, if someone's going to sit there, stonks. if someone's going to sit there and tell me that he's going to have like a similar year to the year he had at LSU in his, in his last year, I'm not going to sit there and tell you you're wrong. Cause this is exciting. If you, you got anyone T against, uh, you have, uh, the quarterback and wide receiver door of Joe Burrow and the GOAT. Um, uh, you should just be excited, everyone. Yeah, pumping your own tires there, Charlene. Just a little bit. I, just, just, um, just a little bit. Shout out, shout out to the people that said uh, Penny saw over Jamar Chase. Like, oh, big shout yeah, out. Yeah, to I'm them. sorry. Yeah, that that was me. It was probably you as well, Joel. Go on, admit to it. Yeah, but if they had Penny saw, they would have won the Super Bowl. No, they would. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't even have been there. there, Joel. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even got there, there Joel. Yeah, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. He's 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 joking. He's joking. Yeah, but gee, Frank got all defensive, didn't he? <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> All right, yeah, let's get to the dynasty trades. Yeah, yeah, Charlene, are you done talking about your boy Jamar Chase? I think we've heard enough. I could I could talk about him all day, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. Honestly, I'd be doing the same if I owned him in our league. Um, so there has been a couple of trades that have gone down between now um between now and our last episode. Um, one was a bit of a head scratcher, I think, for a few of us in the league here. Um, <laughs> Burjo, man is addicted to the trade, just cannot and will not stop. Um, he's traded away. Uh, Robert Woods off the back of the Tennessee Titans trade. So it was Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, and Devonta Smith. So he acquired Devonta Smith like two weeks prior, and then he's traded him again after his thinking of overpaying for Devonta Smith was, quote, unquote, you got to go get your boys. And then he's gone and traded his boy. <laughs> and then he's acquired Justin Fields and a 24 first. I'm going to quickly go down, go through how I break down this trade. So in my opinion, Justin Fields and Matthew Stafford, that's almost a wash for me. I know Justin Fields is really young. He's got that rushing upside. Matthew Stafford just signed that big contract extension. He's still going to be playing for at least another three years, you would imagine, with that contract in place. And then you have... Robert Woods and Devonta Smith traded for a 2024 first. I think we can all agree that's not enough. I think Devonta Smith is worth that first and maybe a little bit more because that's so far away. And then you're getting Robert Woods for free. And good work, Lawrence. That's how I'm saying it. Anyone disagree well, or anyone agree? Yeah, with well, that? he gave up. He gave up. I think it was like Steph Diggs and Mike Will for Smith and Gabe Davis. And then, as you said, Steph and Fields pretty much switch. And then he gets just a 24 first back like it's just it's just bad like it's just a bad move i think fields is worth a little bit more than stafford um i I feel like you could have got something else on top of it but you know Devontae smith unless the eagles actually get a quarterback i feel like his ceiling's always going to be somewhat limited um they, yeah, they could draft a wide receiver again. Nah, surely not. They're not going to do that again. Like they well, wouldn't three they? first round picks. Why wouldn't they? I think that could seriously happen. Could I thought they, they were going to be in it? on Allen Robinson or Mike Williams. That's what I thought was going to happen. Un- unless the wide receiver is better than Devonta Smith, I don't see when they if they do draft one. I don't see him. I, all I can see is him helping Devonta Smith. Like I, the the pieces they they have there, it just. It just tells you when you when you make uh, when you scheme up against that team, you just go oh, just take Devonta Smith out of the game because he's got really no one else to throw to apart from uh, their tight end. Frank Smith, you, 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 you got to respect Jalen Rager, don't you, Joel? Don't let him don't let him disrespect your boy like that. I'm disrespecting your three? boy. Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball for more than two hundred yards in a game, so like yeah. the piece of that pie is not big enough for anyone to prosper. Yeah, but yeah, he's heaps of fantasy he just, points. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's a good quarterback. He wins, but, like, he just – he can't, like, um, support receivers. I don't think he is a good quarterback. I think he's a terrible quarterback. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, but, yeah, that's fine. I think he's a he's a starter in the NFL, if that's, if that's what we're arguing. Borderline? No, I think I – th- like, I understand. I'd rather have – I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. You'd rather bake him. That's too far. I won't put up with that. Now, I understand that Jalen Hurts may not be the best NFL quarterback, but I think he's awesome for fantasy. He's going to be, you know, a top eight quarterback in fantasy. 
And then, if not, down. if not, if not better than that, it's what he was last year. And then he basically could improve as a passer. You don't know. And then you've also got the likes of if they add more weapons, like really all he had was Devonta Smith and Dallas got it to throw to. He had no oh. running back. They had no running game Miles for the last Sanders. three years. <laughs> for like the, sorry, not, they had no running game for the majority of the season before they finally gave Miles Sanders the ball. But I don't know. He doesn't impress me. Oh, you just brought back such terrible memories. Oh, so in the Frankings, Frank, you'd have like Jalen Hurts over Russ Wilson or like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I do. I'm talking about if he was like as a fantasy finish. As like a fantasy finish this year, he's going to be a top eight quarterback, I would imagine. So like, I'll let me have a look and see what he was this year. I know he missed some games, but he basically was. He would, but he finished as he finished as the quarterback nine, and he missed two games. So realistically, he was a top eight quarterback last year. Deshaun Watson imagine... missed seventeen games last year. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, this is off the top of my head. Like you've got. You think he beats like Burrow? You think he beats Brady? Like, like no, no. So let, let me let, let me let me tell you. So you brought up. The the I don't want to different. give too much. I don't want to give too much of the frankings away here. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just gonna give you sort of a few positions. So I've got Russell Wilson as the quarterback nine. I've got Jalen Hurts as the quarterback ten, and then I've got Trey Lance at quarterback eleven. So he's where have you got Deshaun Watson? Two. I've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback eight. Wow! I've got I've got him just behind Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. Wow! We're gonna, oh, no, we're gonna save this though. We're not gonna give yeah, away yeah, all the yeah, secrets yeah. just come on, yet. Come on, guys! Okay? Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Let's relax. Reel it back. Reel it back. Relax. But we're getting them all out of him. Where's Lamar Jackson? <laughs> 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 no, right. no, nah, nah, but uh. Back to Miles Sanders. You remember that Dallas Cowboys game? <laughs> no one wants to talk about Miles Sanders. <laughs> remember, remember when I had him and I, I was versus Frank, and he had two carries. It was like him versus Jalen Hurts or something. I, I had a big lead, and this <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you, know, you remember that? And you remember when Miles Sanders had two carries? Oh my god! Yeah, it was two awesome. carries. Remember yeah, that was the uh, same night Jalen Rago maybe beat Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was what so sick. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, are we done talking about that trade? Everyone sort of got out their feelings. Yeah, I'll run through our trade, Frank, because this one was exciting. So um, yeah, this was good. I, it was I, cool. The the best things about these kind of trades is when everyone gets walks out of the trade and they think that they smash the other person. It's happened <laughs> in this trade, and it's hilarious. Go for it, Andrew. Um. Yeah. So I I gave up Saquon and. Two twenty-four thirds, and got us an Eckler, and then Frank, you acquired Saquon and the two twenty-four thirds, but gave Burjo the one hundred five and a twenty-three second. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yeah, so that's my twenty twenty-three second. So we can bank on that one being the eighth pick of the second. And then Burjo gave up Eckler for the one hundred five and the twenty-three second. So um, worded this terribly. Well, I didn't know how else to do it. Like, how so is just that said, worded? Ter- well, how else would you do it, King? Well, I don't even know what happened yeah, there. King? Andrew, just say what you gave up and got, then do Frank and then do Berger. Okay, so I, I got Austin and Eckler and I gave up Saquon and two twenty-four thirds. Frank, what did you do? 
Okay, so I gave up the 105 in this year's draft and a 2023 second round pick, and I acquired Saquon Barkley and two 24 third round picks. Burjo, I'm Burjo, and, and you're Burjo. Yeah, I gave up Austin Eckler, and I acquired the 2022 105 and the 2023 second round pick. That's Franks. All right, is that yeah, better? Is that better, Joel? Yeah, and I feel like we can talk about how I won. won actually. Me. It is pretty even, isn't it? Yeah, I feel how good. I feel good. Yeah. I think I shot for like upside there. Like, who, like, realistically, at the 104, let's say the 2023 first, it's my one, it's gonna be the back of the third, the back of the second, and then those two 24 thirds, it basically equates to that second round pick. So let's just say it's Saquon for the 105. Who was I getting at the 105 that's probably going to give me as much upside as what Saquon Barkley does? Can he do you pack his wide receiver one? Yeah, but it's Saquon. What generational running back? Now, you so easy to forget, See, Frank, guys. this is what happens. This is what happens when you have Saquon. You talk yourself into, like, how good he is. But if you just – if you take a step back – And just watch him, he sucks. Yeah, he's not that good. He's Devontae Booker's backup. No, well, the the thing that uh, – because, well, Frank, you love doing this. You love either getting older and then acquiring draft picks, but instead you got – well, you got a, a fairly young running back. He's 25. Yeah, he and downgrades he, he downgrades position-wise and then gets draft picks. That's, that's Yeah, that's what – that's that's normally what you do, but instead you have – You've just acquired a running back for the 105. So let's pretend you drafted a running back there. And then you've got two thirds pretty much. So. He does it the opposite way though. Like he gets older and worse instead of getting younger and worse. Yeah, but but then he gets a pick on top. Yeah, let's just bash Frank for a minute. <laughs> It'd oh. make more sense if he like sold for a younger, unproven guy and got a pick as well. Yeah, but my thinking is I get the fan I get the same amount of fantasy points and then I get the draft pick on top and then I replace that player with the younger talent that I get to come yeah, through. So if I get so many if I get more stabs at the draft. I'm going to hit on players that are going to replace the a good, like the, you know, the more elite wide receivers like Keandre Hopkins and Keenan Allen, who are getting a little bit older, if that makes sense. You say the same yeah, points, but like Debo smacked Keenan Allen. Like smacked him. Yeah, but I got the, <laughs> I got the 107 with that. You don't know. The 107, I want to knock that pick out of the park. I hope you drop Chris Olave and he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Uh, right. Joel, Joel's what? been trying to get me to trade him the 107, so let's not knock the 107 here. No, you like Do you guys like Eckles like Eckler long term? Like, do you do you guys like him or not? No. Well, well like f- first off, what's your thoughts on on how do you feel about the trade? And because Frank Frank just explained why he did it on his side. What what was your thought process? Well, I did it because I was sick of Saquon. And you know, I'm just out on Saquon. Like he he can be good, and I won't care. Like he just he just put me through too much. Um, and okay. Eckler, I think I think Eckler has like two or three good years in him in that offense. I just wanted a piece of the Chargers, honestly. And Eckler's probably top ten for the next two years, like definitely, I think. And I don't really view a 24 third as anything. Like I just threw that in 
because it made Frank happy, I guess. I don't know. So that, that was mine. Like, I think Eckler beats Saquon easily for when I'm contending, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I see your point. I see where you're coming from. Um, uh, but I like what Burjo did in the trade. He, all he gave up was Eckler, and he got a, a 105 and a second. The only thing is that second. Franks, yeah, you don't know what he's going to finish next year. I, I can't imagine it's going to be bottom four. The thing is, uh, though, Burjo wants Malik with the 105, and I just don't think that's happening. Yeah, that was the reason why he made that deal, and I think the more Malik has been shooting up draft boards, if he goes inside the top five picks, Joel has to take him with one of those picks, with one of his three of the top five. Mm. So he gets there before. He, he gets taken before Burjo gets there. Yeah, that's true. Joel's not going to take him, though. Like, I just got that vibe. I think he has to, just for positional value. You don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. If you want it, trade up for it. I want the 101, but you're being too tight. No, Brees Hall. Yeah, don't give up Brees Hall, bro. Um, uh, Stingy with Brees Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Even with Brees Hall being stingy, what if he goes to the Bills? That's it. Joel's contending now. Wouldn't even have to trade any of my picks to contend. I'd just contend straight away. Yeah, it does. It does. The world of dynasty fantasy football changes very, very quickly. It does change quick. If if all of if if Joel gets the wide receiver one for the pack. Wide receiver one for the Chiefs. Say they both hit. And then he gets Brees Hall and he goes to Buffalo. Uh, Joe is better than, like, Lawrence. And Remember when Wheels was, like, a juggernaut team? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Yeah. I I like the trade. It was cool. Um, uh, Andy does get older at the running back position, but... Uh, can't argue with his thought process and saying he wants a piece of I'm the Chargers' just... offense, and he was the goal line back. If if they don't draft another guy, and you know, uh, or they get another guy and he another running back, and he's the same as they always get, and he's the bust, and Eckler's the goal line guy again. Like he's going to be top top five, top ten back, and to get out of the Giants, it's awesome. So. Um, yeah. And then with uh, Frank trading the 105 for Saquon, I completely understand that as well. Like, if unless you really thought you're gonna get something in the with the same upside, like I could see that thought process as well. I can't. I don't really see a person like really losing, uh, unless like Burjo completely busts on that 105 pick. But uh, he needs to do. He needs to make a move like that. Like all those moves lately, they've all been for draft picks for the 2024 draft. So him making a move for drafts this year and next year is something that he's, you know, should be doing. So um, I, I can't, I don't see a, a person really losing here. Yeah. No, it was a good trade for yeah. everyone. Yeah. 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 One thing I could see happening and it's, I've mentioned it before as well. Um, I think um, is, do we not think that Kenneth Walker would be an awesome fit for the Chargers? So, like, I don't think the Chargers have any real immediate needs elsewhere. They addressed the pass rush when they acquired uh, Khalil Mack. They have um, addressed their offensive line. Um, and obviously, you can always take defensive players. You can always take offensive linemen. It's always a good place to go. 
But I think Kenneth Walker would be awesome. He's an incredible runner. And then you've also got Austin Eckler, who we obviously know is fantastic in the passing game. Like, I think that would be a dynamic duo in that backfield. I think that would limit his upside. But obviously, yeah, we have that, to wait and see for that to happen. Well, that would suck if that happens, Frank. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> before we wrap up, sorry, go ahead. No, you go for it. I was going to say, before we wrap up, does anyone have anything else they want to add? So it's been a crazy uh, episode. We've gone through a lot, which is great. No, I've got nothing. I'm just just really excited about more to come because I don't see this more stuff. Like, it's slowing down at all because we're not even at the draft. It's still a month away. It's still going to be moves that are made for the draft. Like, so... Yeah, just just excited. I hope everyone else is excited. Uh, and uh, Juju's the man, you know. Yeah, how good's football? Yeah, football's awesome. This is the best. The, the, like the, as a first year being in Dynasty, uh, this has been cool. Like uh, last year, you like this stuff would have happened. Just being like, yeah, that's crazy, man. But with how much impact it has on the Dynasty um, landscape of things, it's like it's just. It's just exciting. It's so cool to um, have stuff to talk about and and think about what's going to happen and all these different changes. Like uh, instead of getting excited when um, like a month before it starts, it just makes me want to just have Red Zone back, you know. So it's exciting. Man, I can't wait to see Scott Hansen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the man. He's right a there. very, very beautiful man. I think that's a fantastic way to end our episode, guys. I want to give you guys a massive thank you for joining me and Andrew on the pod. Um, we're excited to get another episode to you guys shortly as well. We're going to be going through some more uh, rookies as well, especially heading to draft season. We need to get you guys up to date with who you should and shouldn't be picking in your rookie drafts. Um, I know we're excited, like Charlene said. Don't take us this. <sighs> what was that? Sorry. Uh Nah, just uh, not a big Isaiah Spiller man. Oh, okay. Isaiah Spiller is a bit stinky, honestly. Um, but thanks again, guys. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your night, okay? Um, we'll catch the listeners on our next Oh, episode. oh, wait, Frank, what, where, when's basketball tomorrow? And uh, what happened last week? Okay, first of all, we don't have basketball. That was the last game of the season. You missed it because you had the big C. And oh, then, whoa. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, but did last week, we got... Yeah, it did. We got a fat W. So I believe the scores were the opposition team had 36 and we finished on 73. Your boy, Frank, had a big 14 points. Um, big bad Matty Bedell had 29 points. Absolutely huge show out. And Kane also chimed in with 14 points as well. So... Uh, Got the win. Who needs Charliam? Uh, we seem to perform better without him anyway. You're a liability. Damn, that's crazy. Seems so. All right. Well, we'll do nothing tomorrow. A, give us a yeah, tennis update. We actually had a tie last week. Ooh. Whoa. You might Whoa. ask how you have a tie. Cynthia <laughs> didn't play. No, she did. She was shit oh. ass. Um, <laughs> Oh, she has a sore knee, so we're, we're blaming that. Um, anyway, um, no, we play – so you have a team of four. You obviously play a set with each person. Um, and, yeah, out of the six games in total, uh, both T 
teams won three sets and both teams won 27 games in those six sets. So it was a oh, tie. So is that the tiebreaker? Is the number of games the tiebreaker? Yeah. Oh, that's rubbish. I know. So no you like a tiebreaker set and you both allocate, like you nominate your best player. Well, me and Cynthia won our set six love. So we're thinking this is a wash. But um, we found out the other two people on our team lost six love. So that just, you know, completely nullified that whole two sets. And then, yeah, the other two, four sets were a tie as well. So, you know, fun night of tennis. We've got that coming up on Monday. I'll keep you posted next week. We played the bottom team. How good? Oh, Joel's going to give a beat down. Awesome work, guys. We will catch you next time on the show, though. Enjoy your night, everybody. Catch us next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram at NFL Fantasy Addict. And be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss a second of the action.